So I was like, wait, that's a dude that's not a lesbian? Oh, hey, oh, what's shit. up, YouTube and Ice? What's cracking, everybody? Welcome to Lords of the Long Box, episode 145. This is actually episode one of the collector series that we're going to start running. Um, so, so if you didn't know, uh, we had a couple of people ask us if we can talk about the do's and don'ts of speculating this, that, and, you know, and we always assume that most of our viewers are seasoned collectors, which most of you are, but we also have a lot of new viewers that are new into collecting. So we're going to start this whole series that we'll probably run like once a month or so kind of uh, ancillary show that we'll do maybe two shows a week. And this will be a collector series where uh, we will use our 80 plus years of collect combined collecting experience talk about how we collect and property you know some of the things you may want to go for for some of our newer viewers some of our more seasoned viewers may already know as well so i have a q a but before we get started let me introduce the cast and crew we got my man nemesis prime say what's up what's going on everybody i am back from uh being off last week you know no power so uh happy to be here happy to talk <laughs> that is rock no and roll. excuse in the future there's no excuse uh, we need a doctor's note i think okay? you just want to get to new york comic-con early Man, I would have just used my phone, you know. <laughs> yeah. What's up? Say my man, Otto from the Grotto. What's up, everybody? The Collector Series is going to be a great run. I was really jazzed for it, but we got to take a left turn. We got some news to scoop for you. But during the Collector Series, I will not be Otto from the Grotto. I will be Otto the Old. So stay tuned for Otto the Old. Oh, Otto the Old. Otto the speaking Omnipotent. Of, speaking <laughs> of old, I got my man, Dark Side Jedi. I'm feeling old, man. This back. I got my cane. Chilling. <laughs> I'm here, though. While we, I'm here, though. While we wait for the congregation to arrive, uh, I want to say what's up to our sponsors. The show is proudly sponsored by KRSComics.com. Go to KRSComics.com. Use the discount code of L-O-T-L-B to get 10% off any KRS Comics exclusive variants, which we will be giving away at the end of the show as part of our 2,000 subs giveaway. The cutoff is over. We have 41 entries, so we're going to be doing that later. The show is also brought to you by the geekyswagshop.com. Go to the geekyswagshop.com. Use the discount code of L-O-T-L-B to get 15% off anything at the geekyswagshop.com, including these awesome Lords of the Longbox t-shirts we have right now. We still have 10 of them. If you buy one, use a discount code. It's $20 ship, and we'll get you an entry into winning an exclusive Night Monkey Funko Pop. These things are going on eBay for about $500 right now. No, I don't know. They're pretty exclusive, though, but I'm pretty sure you know, they're probably pretty cool. Uh, this is a special show because we were just going to do a collector series, but we also, my man, Mikey Sutton and the Black Knight hit me up with some major scoops. Um, and we're going to run these, man. Um, but, you know, and this is part of a uh, synergy kind of thing that we're doing here man i'm going to be dropping some additional stuff that mikey already posted on his facebook and then after the show at 7 p.m pacific head over to three buck theater uh, he's going to be dropping the third part of the story so there you go man this is like a cnn man i am vo blitzer and this is the situation room right after this you're going to head over to three buck theater for anderson cooper and the rest of the news you know it's synergy so that's the link there and then i'll do it right before uh we head off to talk about it but uh, what graphic do you have first, Ryan? Lucasfilm information. Well, let's do that. All then. right. Breaking news. Coming over the wire. Coming over the wire. So that's your man right there, man. So um, this is part of two scoops that we got today. If I teased this earlier that there was going to be uh, two scoops that affected two fandoms that really could affect one because it all could be becoming one. Mm. On June 11, 2018, Mikey Sutton posted the following privately to a select few on Facebook, and I've seen the screenshot with the date on it. 
I've been whispered by numerous sources that if the next Star Wars films fails to meet Disney's projections, Kevin Feige will take over as head of Lucasfilm while still remaining president of Marvel Studios. Although Kathleen Kennedy has successfully revived, revived the reputation of Star Wars franchise after the critical and online bashing of the prequels, she had problems managing her directors. She was lucky that Rogue One was saved, but Solo was behind the scenes fiasco. Disney feels the original filmmakers on Solo would never been able to get on set with Feige to begin with. So that's just setting the, the bar really high that Feige would have done. Disney wants Star Wars to expand its universe like the MCU. They feel that Kennedy doesn't have the kind of vision that Kevin Feige does, who is a massive Star Wars fan, as aren't we all? Disney wants to attract young people to the Star Wars without alienating older fans. However, The Last Jedi really may have bruised the franchise aging core in its effort to attract the kids. They believe Feige knows how to balance the two as Black Panther and the Infinity War won over young and old, left and right, and everything in between. They don't like polarizing. If Feige takes over, expect only one Star Wars movie a year so it won't be saturated. That was his initial report on June 11, 2018. Here's the update for him today. The chorus of rumors is becoming louder with Feige taking the reins of Lucasfilm. Star Wars is Feige's first love, and the beloved franchise needs his Midas touch. How would this work? I'm hearing that Feige could head the creative direction of Star Wars while placing heavy hitters below him that would manage Lucas Day's, Lucasfilm's day-to-day -day operations so he'd still be free from Marvel Studios. It'd be a delicate balancing act as Feige feels the expanded universe should not be ignored but mixed and mashed with Star Wars continuity, much the same way the MCU does with silver, bronze, and modern age versions of Marvel characters. If you don't know what that means, we will talk about that during the Collector series. That's some of the stuff that we throw around these terms. Sometimes new collectors aren't aware with it. Well, anyway, with Silver and Bronze modern versions of America, Marvel characters with the Ultimate Universe, the reshuffling of Lucasfilm will begin to take shape in 2020. Stay tuned, boys and girls. Kevin Feige will be the most powerful man in the universe. If he's taking over the general direction, uh, executive producer of Lucasfilm and every all the projects going forward, we're talking about he wants to bring in the EU, goes to some of our specs that we've been talking about with Mara Jade and another one that we're going to be dropping in the very near future. We have a long-term spec list that has some Star Wars characters on it. How do you guys feel about the almighty Kevin Feige taking over Lucasfilm in 2020? I'm down you know, with it. Yeah, yeah I'll just start. You know, anything Disney is alien, right? If you go to the parks, you know whether it's on the East Coast or the West Coast, and you go to their parks, how they do this stuff is through alien technology. So, so somewhere along the way, Feige got injected with these nanobites or this future alien technology <laughs> to make himself do all this. How can one Yo, man tin do all foil this? Handler, tin foil hat alert. Everybody put on your tin foil hats, man. Duh. Yeah, it's unbelievable. I think he's the right man to do it. He's already proven it with this. It's just... How can someone, you know, I know we'll have a great team around them, but just do this and make this happen. And it'd be fantastic. I'd love to see the EU come into Star Wars. There's so many other facets of it that they could bring in. And not that I've been disappointed by any means up until this point, but, you know, I think this is a, a really good route to go. And I'm really excited for the Mandalorian. So that's just going to be a great tease into it. Justin, what do you think? I mean, I, I think it's a great idea. I mean, especially a lot of us older collectors and older Star Wars fans. I mean, we've read a lot of that expanded universe from Dark yeah. Horse and even novels growing, you know, growing up in the 90s and stuff like that. So and obviously when they brought it over to Disney, it was all kind of kiboshed. So now that we actually have a chance to, you know, see it, we actually have, you know, it could actually be brought back. So 
you know, they brought back Rebels. They had the Thrawn series. Now let's see what else. You know, we did talk about Mara Jade. So I'm excited. Yeah. Jedi, what do you got? I remember them saying we were going to get a Star Wars movie every year. And I'm wondering what the fuck happened to that. <laughs> so well, you, if you I, remember, I'm, wearing, I'm wearing my Star Wars gear right now. So, you know, I'm excited about it. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Remember if we all thought. Remember, they moved the schedule up on the solo film, which I think fucked it up. People weren't yeah, ready to see a Star Wars film every eight months. Yep. Remember, it was originally supposed to be a year. And say what you will about Solo, I didn't think it was as terrible as Peter made it out to be. I, I mean, it. it was I there was a it. certain faction of fandom that was out against it, regardless of what you think about it. I mean, you know, those you saw certain guy who draws a certain frog for a certain thing was coming out in this whole, uh, what was it? Soylo or some crap yeah. like that. Well, I didn't understand soybeans references anyway, but there's a whole part of it that, you know, was out to get it because of that, because of Ray. Uh, there's a lot of things. I mean, and I think ultimately the solo failed it. People, it just came out too soon. I, they yeah. should have done what they originally projected, which was we're going to have a Star Wars film every year. Every right. two years will be part of the kind of ongoing bigger Star Wars universe. And then every every in between those two years, they would have like one of these solo off films. What they're doing now in Disney Plus, we're getting uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Series. Yeah, that'll be cool. Right. I mean, how long did we have to wait before uh, Return of the Jedi in episode one? I mean, everybody's oh, three years. Point, bro. Right? I mean, damn, yeah, <laughs> you know? there was no Internet back special then. Editions. I mean, was, yeah. Yes, especially yeah, we had to go through special editions, DVDs, VHSs Whoa. just to get Star Wars. You know, I just it's gonna be really good again. Shout you know, out I'm to really my man excited. Milton the Manimal. Uh, we're talking about doing a uh, crisis of infinite reviews. Uh, let me check the actual. I asked YouTube actually, so let me see how that is uh, while we prep for the next story. And I hope you guys have some questions about the collector series stuff. Uh, let me go over here because I actually asked our viewers, uh, what do you guys think about um, uh, uh, us doing that? And holy cow, we had 50 votes. 76% of the people say yes. Well, let's do it then. All right. So we're doing it. We're doing a weekly yep. recap of the all five. You're force me to shows. watch TV when it comes on. Man. Yeah. yeah. So, hey, this day. Okay. So, and do we draw straws on who's doing what show? Uh, we're going to have to figure that out. But right. um, there's four of us and there's five shows. So, we did a fifth. So, we've been talking offline. I'll get my man. Milton the Manimal is going to be joining the Lords once a week for our CW. And what we want to do is we're going to start uh, doing these weekly recaps leading up to the new Crisis on Infinite Earths uh, crossover that they're doing on um, on Disney Plus. Or excuse me, <laughs> Disney Plus on the <laughs> CW. And then as soon as that event is over, we're no longer going to do it. That's it. <laughs> That's, That's it. That's right. Yeah. I mean, we'll to be honest with you, I watch Arrow and at Flash. I haven't stopped watching it. Last mm -hmm. year, I stopped watching Supergirl. Uh, Black Lightning and uh, Legends. It was just too much. There's just there was yeah, remember, definitely too much. Remember last year they had the uh, Umbrella Academy. They also had the First Class, Deadly yep. Class. I mean, there uh -huh. was just so much stuff and going other on. Other shows but too, you know. We have to get this all in before November, to be honest with you. That's when Disney Plus drops. So uh, <laughs> they're teasing it <laughs> right now. I mean, every episode is teased. The, yeah. Right. Yeah. And now we're right. seeing pictures and stuff like that. Anyway, yeah. let's move on. I'm sorry. Yeah, we got to see a trailer pretty soon. So anyway, uh, 15 oh, minutes into it. I'm gonna, yeah, that's <laughs> normally my phone blows up on Sundays, and that's going to be part of the collector series too. On when uh, to look uh, to sell items on eBay, and the day to buy items is actually a different day because on we'll talk about that. It's part yeah, of the collector yeah. series. Mm -hmm. It's one of the little things, trips and trip tips and tricks you should know about buying comics on eBay is selling on the same selling on a certain day you get more looks. Buying on different days will get you less competition. So think about that for a second. Mm. So <laughs> throw out the next graphic. This is coming from our man, Mikey Sutton. And this is what he already uh, snuck up on you on 
Facebook. All right. Here's the big story, boys and girls, about Sp Sony and Spider-Man. A lot of you have come here, to, and I hope you guys hang out for us after I drop this news, uh, because um, it, you know, because we're going to talk some more stuff. But anyway, here we go, man. Uh, Disney wants to buy Spider-Man. Uh, rumors have circulated before the Sony Disney dispute over such purchase, which we've talked about on this channel, and people laughed at us that right. it was mere speculation, especially the erogenous. Uh, erogen, erroneous <laughs> high number. It's yeah, it's erroneous. Sorry, the font is small. Erroneous high number that was quoted, like ten billion, I believe, was floated by some sites. We didn't run with that number, but some sites ran with the number ten billion. Well, Mikey Sun is hearing that Disney is looking to offer in the range of four to five billion for Spider-Man. But now the question will be asked. And just to corroborate this story, a Twitter scooper with 70, 70 plus thousands uh, followers on Twitter sent me a private message to corroborate this. He had the number of $3 billion, which I'm thinking uh, was probably what was first thought. Probably Sony wants more, but we're finding now Disney's looking to offer in a range of 4 to $5 billion. So I got corroboration that this is a real thing. So I, this is definitely, definitely sounds like people are hearing that it's going to happen. But anyway, let me continue what Mikey Sutton said. One, what about Apple and Amazon purchasing Sony Pictures and Spider-Man rights transferring back to Disney? Companies cannot be run on the assumption of future or pending deals, which is why Fox proceeded with the Dark Phoenix even in the midst of the merger with Disney. We saw how that turned out. Until all contracts are signed and approved, nothing is official. Disney has huge plans for Spider-Man, and they can't gamble those on the assumption that Sony Pictures will be sold to anyone, and if they are, will it pass legislative hurdles remember they had to remember when fox uh and disney deal remember how long they had to go through and all the all the red tape and all the things with the fcc and everything anyway and how long would it take years the clock is ticking spider-man is marvel's most well-known hero and with iron man and captain america gone they need an anchor in the mcu two what about the deal they just made with sony it's perfectly fine but it's not enough both disney and sony were under deadline pressures they had to get something done now so that John Watts will be signed and the screenplay and subsequent pre-production can begin for Spider-Man 3, which, remember, we have a release date of July 2020. Negotiations for the purchase of Spider-Man's rights will not happen overnight. In fact, I'm only getting one side of the story here, Disney's. I don't know how Sony feels about this, but my spider sense is tingling as Spidey or Sony is willing to sell the Masters Universe film rights to Netflix. It's all about finding the magic number. If you didn't know... Sony gave up on making a He-Man Masters Universe movie. Remember, that's been in development since about mm -hmm. 2007. Well, yep. now they've sold those rights over to Netflix. Netflix is going to be developing the He-Man story. And here's some more to think about. Sony also sold the rights to Harbinger, a Valiant title that they were going to bundle together with Bloodshot to make a Valiant combined universe. That's no longer at Sony. Yep. So mm -hmm. now you kind of, you know, you, if you if you follow the breadcrumbs, see what we're saying here it, it may not be an all-out fire sale but it's getting pretty damn close they're selling a lot of intellectual property which is telling me that hey let's put okay so put it in the, uh, terms of a combo collector if you sell your entire collection will you get as much money or if you piece them out by little runs and one-offs here and there you'll probably get more money right mm -hmm. selling out your intellectual like property taken, you know yeah, exactly. So why sell the entire thing when you could piece it out? And maybe one guy just wants this. One guy wants this. You'll probably get more money. So, uh, do, do, do. okay. Three. What about the 25% equity stake in Spider-Man IP that Forbes reported claiming Disney now has from the new deal? If accurate, it's still not enough. Yet Disney will accept this and continue to renegotiate with Sony for future Spider-Man movies and appearances. If they all get what if it's, 
if that's all they can get. But their preference is for them to own completely with total creative control, and they will go for it. We're talking about Spider-Man and all 900 characters they own. They want the whole kit and caboodle. They don't want to just have rights, 25% of them. Most likely, if confronted, both companies will deny this because they want because that's what they do. If you remember, uh, Sony, Tony Vincent Guerra came out and flat out said the door was closed, and then there was a little for now, and the Lords and Mikey Sun have been reporting ever since that both sides were still talking, and guess what happened? A deal came through. Other sites like Grace Randolph and some schlub at uh, MCU co Comic Relief or something like that was saying yeah. the deal was done. Mm -hmm. And only a, only only if a deal was it was truly done, only the big trades like the Hollywood Reporter or Deadline will be reporting on it. Well, guess what? Mikey Sutton and Lords of the Longbox reported on it. So put down your pipe and smoke it. You anyway. <laughs> um, anyway. Most likely, if confronted, both companies will deny this because that's what they do. Should this happen, perhaps the title for the third should be Home for Good. Huh? That would be awesome, Spider-Man Home for Good. Um, so anyway, this was part one of the Mikey Sutton Report from Geekosity Facebook page. Make sure you follow the Geekosity Facebook page. Sutton Mikey has given me an exclusive for part two. So this is something that you guys have not heard yet that you may have seen on Mikey's Facebook that he teased. Come over to the Lords and we'll give it to you. Disney wants Sony to show the Sinister Six film and have the villains unite for Spider-Man 4. Not 3, but 4. Considering many of those deadly foes debuted in MCU Spidey movies, it would be in Sony's best interest. This will most likely happen regardless if Disney is able to buy the Spider-Man rights or not. Please tune in to 3 Buck Theater at 7 p.m. Pacific right after the Lord show, and he's going to give you the third part of this story. So there you go, boys and girls. So all that in a nutshell, if I can. <laughs> yeah, right. That's a lot right there. Sony, a lot of spider. Uh, Marvel wants to buy the Spider-Man IP from Sony for four to bill, four to five billion dollars. They want to own Sony outright. Sony's been selling some of their intellectual movie properties like He-Man and Harbinger from Valiant. So it looks like they're selling some stuff off. Marvel wants to own Spider-Man outright so they can do a Sinister Six film. Marvel. Word is they're still going to do a Sinister Six film on Spider-Man 4, regardless of who owns Spider-Man rights or not. So right now, there's only a two-picture deal. There's a Spider-Man 3, and there's an MCU film. So, I have a question. I but a question. remember, we heard that this was they were just they needed to make a deal so they can sign on the screenwriter and the director because they wanted Spider-Man 3 to come out in 2020. So now we have a lot of things in motion now. We've been talking about this. So I have, man, I hate to say that, but, but Disney is a gangster when it comes to this stuff, right? <laughs> I mean, why take 25% when I can take all of your cookies? Right. And, why not? And, yeah. and when they're a predator, when you see your prey who's hurting, because if you watch, there's reports about how Sony, we only think of Sony as Spider Man and how successful that $1 billion, right? Well, mm -hmm. did you know Men in Black was also a Sony film? Mm -hmm. It didn't make its mm -hmm. money back with all the marketing costs. Sony Electronics Japan, all right, what do you think the, uh, the uh, profit is on a PS4 or on a TV. Huge, right? Huge on electronics. Mm -hmm. But factor in a, a $150 million movie, all the money that they spent for marketing for it, and all the, and then they're like, man, my, my profit returns aren't as high as what I'm getting on my PS4 sales. And then you have factor in, if you think about the Sony IP, um, if you think about Amazon, Netflix, or... Um, or let's even uh, Amazon, Netflix, or Apple. What Sony has to offer in Sony Pictures is a full-blown brick-and-mortar studio. 
I have my one of my offices is right next to Sony Studios and it is huge. It's in the city of Culver City. It's gigantic. Netflix doesn't have one. Amazon doesn't have one. Apple surely doesn't have one. This is a full-blown studio ready to go. If you buy Sony Pictures, you have that studio and you're making money right. plus Sony huh. distribution. They that's a major model that Netflix Amazon Netflix still doesn't have. They have this kind of weird distribution model through streaming and something through movies, but how often have you seen a Netflix movie in the theater? I've never seen one in the theater. No. Ever. Did you know The Irishman was a Netflix film that they're trying to get released in theaters and the theaters are just turning it down? Yeah. Right? Well, it, it should be. It should be. I saw it. I don't know if you guys watched it or not. It's great. Oh, it came no, out? The Irishman. Oh, oh, the Irishman. oh, I thought you meant Kill the Irishman. No, with, no, no. Uh, so, so that's the interesting thing about um, Sony Studios. That's It's like buying Columbia Pictures, Sony Studios. You have a full-blown studio and distribution. If, you, if I'm Apple, I want to get into this business. Hey. They got everything. It's like buying sure, a turnkey home, right? Uh -huh. Ask yep. Justin, you just bought a home. You buy a turnkey home, that means you get in, you sit down, and boom, you're ready to go. You don't there have to put comic books on the wall or anything. Now. Yep, pool's ready. It's all good. Yeah. <laughs> pool's ready to swim in, right? It's already furnished. <laughs> My question is, are they going to use the traditional Sinister Sticks, or would they use like more of a It's going to be the characters team, who've already like been Venom in Venom and... Hey, Beta right. Mark says, there's four people on this show, but dude doesn't let anyone talk. It's because uh, I'm the host. That's right. Well, <laughs> listen, I got something to say about that. I think I think they'll use Vulture. I think they'll use Keaton. Yeah. I think they'll um Scorpion. 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 I think they'll bring Scorpion. I also think they'll use uh Mysterio. Mysterio. Mysterio, yep. And then rehash the other guys. So hmm. um but anyway, those are good characters. I like Vulture. I like Mysterio. So you know, Craven is something we've been talking about for eight months now, nine months. Yeah. I mean, what did you guys talk about last week? You talked about Chameleon. Yes, chameleon, absolutely. Yeah. So, so there you go. Right. You got your six there. I mean, you know, uh, I mean, in a future episode, we'll talk about uh, spec books uh, to talk about for the Sinister Six because there's quite a few out there, um, and the first appearance of Punisher isn't one of them. But uh, anyway, <laughs> that's it. We're gonna. I'm gonna lead into Three Buck Theater right around at the bottom of the hour at seven o'clock. But right now, what we want to do is a little thing we like to call the Collector Series. Put in fancy graphic. Do 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 do. Anyway. Um, so we had some questions that came up and actually the Geminites on comic book fanatics and even on our YouTube channel where they say, Hey man, you know, I'm new to collecting. Can you talk about, uh, the do's and don'ts of speculating? Uh, and, and then we thought this would be a nice format for it. First of all, we don't want to come off as pretentious to people who have been collecting for a long time. You may already know this information. If you think some of our information is incorrect or our opinions aren't correct, then, you know, talk about it in the live chat. And if you have any questions, Try to leave a super chat for at least 99 cents so I can see it. If not, we'll try to get to them uh, whenever you guys can. Uh, but, you know, let's talk about speculating. I've How long have you been a collector, Otto? So uh, 47 right now. I went to my first comic shop when I was 11 or 12 years old, I remember. I've been reading comics since I was about seven. How are you 47 um, if you were born in June of, of 71? 48. Jesus Christ. Alzheimer's is Oh, yeah, right. Exactly. I'm out of the old. I'm out of the old. Yeah. So First sign of age right there, man. <laughs> right there. So it doesn't matter. At this point, it really doesn't matter. So I've been collecting. For a long time, I went. You know, I used to go be that kid that used to go to the cons before there was cosplay. It was just in old VFW halls or American Legion halls with the same guys with long boxes. You know, that comic book smell was all over the place. Trying to make deals as a kid, still trying to make deals now with some of those vendors. So, you know, it's gonna be a lifelong journey for me. So, for a long time, and you know what, I took a little bit of break, but comic books are still comic books. I consider myself a bronze, silver age, really a silver age bronze collector. Um, I do have some modern stuff. I do have a lot of modern reads. 
Uh, but I'm kind of all over the place with my stuff. So that's just a little bit of me and collecting. Justin, how long have you been collecting? I was collecting when I, st I started when I was probably about 10 in the early 90s. Late, well, I'd say what? 89, you're, 90. You're I'm 25 30, now, right? Yeah, oh, 25 right. now. No, I'm 36. I'll be 37 at the end of the month. But I was collecting in the 90s. You know, I collected everything from Marvel, DC, Image, Valiant, you name it from that. And then I stopped and I actually got back into it when DC did their reboot of uh, <clears throat> after which, Flashpoint which New one? 52. Okay. The first one, the first big uh, one that first, really made. Okay. Rebirth, reboot. Uh, no, no. When, when New 52 started, I really wanted to just start with Batman again. And I kind of just started popping different series. I was into Justice League. I was into Superman. I was all the Gotham series and Green Lanterns. And it kind of got me back into collecting and made me st start going back and actually getting all these back issues. And then it started getting into all the keys and stuff like that. And now, you know, I've collected a great, great collection of DC Silver Age and starting all the way back to my golden age, some of my Batmans and you know, I'm, I've been doing both now. I'd uh, kind of cut out some of the Marvel. I have a few series for Marvel. I still get, but now I'm really big in the indie. So anything that image puts out boom studios, all these little studios that are really coming around. There's a lot of good stories that you guys need to, you know, get, get out there and read. Right. And Ryan, the babe of the group, how long you've been collecting seven years, you geeks, <laughs> seven years. We got a little perspective of everything. I've been collecting probably 35 years i mean i've been reading comics since like 79 80 trying to read as much since i was like you know uh nine ten years old but uh i had a mentor right around the fifth grade he was in high school and he's the one that taught me how to collect comics before that i was just reading comics but he's the one that yeah. told me about first appearances uh mm. first issues even he even told me about like you know you should also collect is when a major artist or writers first started like that's when i started looking for right. uh fantastic four 232 the first parent first john byrne run right right on uh fantastic four so mm -hmm. <clears throat> so right around like fifth sixth grade i started going into comic shops like look looking for stuff like knowing what a first issue was and the falling for the this is a collector's item issue so uh, there's a, our little background. So let's well, you know, talk it's about. Interesting. You know, it's interesting. Uh, so I didn't have the wealth. You know, I didn't start at 10 years old. I started at 30, whatever, whatever seven years ago was. I do, can't do math, but um, it was YouTube channels. It was YouTube shows that I would watch. At that point, people were showing a lot of hauls. There was a lot of Craigslist, people buying full collections from Craigslist. Shout out uh, Omega Shen Ryukin and yep. Lightning 2288. And it was, it, that's how I started. I, I bought a collection off Craigslist. That's what got me into it. Wow. So, that's awesome. And I haven't stopped since. And now I have way too, way too many. <laughs> so this channel, you may think has only been around two months, but actually this channel has been around since 2015. And that's when I first came on YouTube and I started showing comic books. I actually started saying the word spec. And that was one of my first videos was, what book to spec on and it was a dirty word back then wasn't it <laughs> and i actually started on instagram with specking comics by 2013 2014 i started recollecting again in 2007 so but i right around 2001 i sold off my collection but right around that time is when i got into slabbing comics so i've been slabbing comics since 2001 with the old label i can tell you what my first slabs were hulk 181 uh was it the house of mystery 82 the first swamp thing mm -hmm. um uh, wow. Uncanny X-Men 94 and Giant Size X-Men number one. My Hulk came back a 7.5. My House of Mystery came back a 6.0. Giant Size came back something lower, like 7.0. My Giant Size came back 8.5. The question this is, do you still have those books? No, sold them all. I sold off my entire collection right around 2003. And then I got back in 2007 when Walking Dead 
really kind of reignited the 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 boom again, right? Uh-huh. Everybody talks about the bubble. There is the bubble is gone. The bubble is gone, and now right. we're going to talk about speculating. And um, I guess it's a lot to say. So speculating is part of the hobby. I hate to, you know, there's a lot of YouTube channels that you know say speculating is bad new bad word or the instagrammers saying speculating is a bad word and no people have been speculating on comics for decades and decades it's part of the hobby in order for the hobby to grow there has to be speculation in order for the stock market to grow there has to be speculation but just like the stock market there's short-term people with short stocks and there's there's long-term blue chippers right there's ge there's ibm there's apple and then there's those startups that people gamble on Mm -hmm. right so what we'd like Mm -hmm. to do is try to give you what we think is good speculation. We're not saying this is the way you should collect because everybody should collect what they want. Like I collect Doctor Strange books. I don't know if there's a lot of people that like Doctor Strange, but I've been collecting Doctor Strange before the movies came out. But you know, it's a little bit different for everybody. So let's ask. I mean, just you guys just jump in whenever you can. So right. I would so, say the the keys is speculation are buying low and selling high. Right. Mm-hmm. But let's start out. Okay, when should you buy? If you're if you're thinking about speculating, and what I'll say is flipping something. If you want to say, "Hey, I want to buy low and sell high," what's the good time to buy said book for low? I'm, I'm going to let Justin Anytime. jump in on this because he's been specking on a book for you know about four months now, and he's got a, quite a collection of these books. So, all right. Well, well, let's talk about how Tim said. You know, when do you buy? When do you sell? We specced on Moon Girl, Devil Dinosaur. And I bought up copies throughout, you know, at least a good month before we even talked about it on the show because we, you know, we knew about it. Uh, it was announced at D23. I had a 9.8, 9.6, tons of raws for Devil Dinosaur 1 and Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur number 1. And I flipped all but one book and I made a profit. And that's what it's all about. When do you do it? You would do it on the announcement and you do it on the first trailer. You yeah. could also do it on a screenshot if you really want to, if someone ever sees an image. But First time you definitely want to flip is on that announcement. And the other book that obviously Otto's talking about is my Nova number ones. Uh, I currently have about nine copies and I'm waiting for that to pop. I may sell some as soon as the announcement, the official announcement, because obviously rumors are all over the place. And if not, I don't, I'll wait till trailer. So Lana says Dakota North. And I talk to a source on Twitter and I was like, man, please tell me this Dakota North is one of the options for the ABC solo female led series that they, that they talked about the mystery mm-hmm. project Dakota North. I don't know if I can say this yet, but Topaz is another one. Um, and there was another one, but they, this is still in discussion. So when we had Dakota North on our long-term spec list, I mean, besides mm-hmm. us giving you this insider. Okay. Let me, uh, before, let me jump in and maybe tell people how we were privy to this information, right? So mm-hmm. we started this Black Knight report and then recently Mikey Sutton support right around five months ago, right? Prior to that, we were chugging along. We were just doing our thing and we were doing what normal spec things. We were reporting on what other sites were reporting and we're saying, hey, we're using our best judgment and what we could put two to two together. On one of our shows, I said, you know what? There's There's books that just go up in price for no reason at all. Typically you'll see it on right. eBay, more importantly on the CGC forums and mm-hmm. things of that nature. Prices just jump organically and it's not based on any type of public movie news or or reports of TV shows or anything like that. I speculated that there is a secret cabal of collectors out there that are privy to this information and they don't then they're tight-lipped about it. They go out and they buy all the issues 
for themselves without telling the entire world, and that's the best way of doing at it. At a lower price, right? At a, at a lower, lower price, loose things, loose lips, things ships. Right. And when I brought up this, I turned, I called it the secret cabal. <laughs> well, somebody who we will later on be calling the Black Knight reached out to me, who actually saw our show uh, through Comic Tom 101, ironically, uh, and he said, "Hey, man." I saw your show. He sent me an Instagram message, by the way. He goes, hey, I saw your show, and I really thought you hit nail on the head. I said, what do you mean? He goes, you know that whole uh, thing about the secret cabal of uh, collectors? Cabal, yeah. He goes, "He goes, we are real. I said, no shit. So, you know, and I took every. I and then they took you in a brain. dark room and paddled your butt <laughs> right, right. and made you but, walk on glass. I got the secret. Beer. Oh, I don't have my secret decoder <laughs> ring. Torture. Yeah, that's right. You're decoder. So, you know, I said whatever. I, you know, and so I, I waited to give me some stuff, and then I shot, and he showed me some screenshots, and he, some stuff started coming fruition, and then we started with the Black Knight report. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mikey Sutton, who was also, I hope I can say this, part of that cabal, um, gave me the Sony Spider-Man news, and so we've been running with the Black Knight report and Mikey Sutton for a while, and so you know that's how we've come to where we are now, where we've been nailing some specs. I meant. Stained Scarlet Spider is a book that's that been blown up recently. Out of the blue, what was that what did that go for? Eleven hundred dollars and a nine point eight. Eleven hundred dollars and nine eight. So I mean, and that's there's some books that I dollar bins two years ago. And there's some books ago. that people buy that don't even watch our channel. And I'm you know, and I'm thinking they are privy to the information too. And that when mm-hmm. we what was that book we talked about? And it was like uh, eight hundred nine hundred dollars. Right. It was on a spec list and we were all shocked about it. I think it may have been Tundra or somebody. Right. And we're like, whoa, we had it on mm-hmm. a long term spec list and the book was already high. Probably nobody was looking for it. But let's go back to what Justin was saying. Um, the, I think the key to speculating, obviously, is when is timing. Everything is timing on speculating. And to chime on what Justin said, if you want, don't want to keep it in your PC. And when we say PC, we mean personal collection, not in your computer, mm-hmm. is if you plan on selling it. Timing is everything. I, I, more than one time, I have held on to books too long, and by that time, I'm they, guilty of it. The bottom has dropped right? out. Absolutely, yeah. yeah they dropped or down in price significantly. Um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Doomsday was that for me. I held on yeah. to it way too long, and pff, good luck selling that one now. And we'll we'll talk about that a little bit later too about specking between villains and heroes and vil- uh-huh. and TV and movies, which is a big difference. So, and then I'll say I'll just finish up on this, and then Otto, I'll you know you chime in on the timing. On what I think the timing is, is what I did for um, Shang-Chi. I had bought prior to that because it was a favorite character of mine. But when they announced Shang-Chi was coming, the book jumped. Or, uh, But when they announce a director, it really jumps. And uh-huh. then when they announce it. So anytime you get that any news. Trailer an- drops. When you news, anytime news announcement, that's the time to buy. When they say announce it at you know San Diego Comic-Con or whatever. But when you're buying it, buy it in between news cycles is mm-hmm. what i'm saying so i'm te- we're telling you from up the buyer's perspective and the seller's perspective as a seller sell on news as a buyer buy in between news cycles so between the time they announce it and between the time they announce a director is the time to buy in between movie sequels is the time to buy if you're selling it sell it on the announcement sell it on the director and another big time a book blows up is when they attach a actor to yeah. the part that's uh-huh. another time to sell as well. If you're buying, be careful buying on the news because sometimes the prices will be high. Sometimes there's nothing you can do about it. Like Hope 181, you just need to get it because it's going to continually go up and up and up. And and you mentioned the trailer. Sell on the trailer. Don't buy because I bought Doomsday on the trailer and I couldn't sell it after that. 
that was what that you're was saying is uh, I, I make mistakes. Hey, man, I make mistakes. No. I'm no. I'm not I mean, going to lie about it. Oh yeah, and I, I mean, I'll, I'll be, I'll, be very I'll careful about speculating one. on just comic books, you know, because uh, I have three issues of slapstick. I'm waiting to. Pop, so. <laughs> <laughs> I hope I'll that comes true. I hope that comes true for you, Tim. I really do. Slapstick. I mean, I'll tell you my spec that I that I got screwed. I bought about and I did it for over years. I probably have about 20 copies of the first appearance of Winter Soldier as Captain America because I knew I well, I Both thought that he was that's where he was going to be. Eventually, Cap was going to go away and Winter Soldier was going to become Cap. I was wrong. Now I'm sitting on 20 copies because it's going to be Falcon. So it happens. You never know. Never what about know. you, Otto? What's a good time? Do you think to buy low? Um, I usually like to buy low, so like I just want to say this. I've another. I have a whole different way of specking, but um, which we could talk about in a little while. But buying low to me is after the book is cooled down and everybody's forgotten about that character. That's when I like to go because usually, you know, you see the book come out, you see it spike, you know, um, it'll go up and up and up, and then the movie comes out and it's at its highest, and then it stays there for a little bit, but then everybody all of a sudden another movie comes out with another character, with another actor being named to it, then that's when I like to go after a book that I wanted previously. I consider comic book collecting um, a marathon. It's not a sprint. Yep. So you have to be patient with what you do if you want to reach certain goals. If you want that you know, Silver Age first appearance of a character, then you wait it out if you don't already have it. Yeah. So, so and um, Also, we can talk about it later, too, is the double spec book, the comic that right. features two people that is first time they appeared and then the second time they appeared again so i mean we're we're i mean we've done that a few times where we talk about that um comic books uh, uh what drives speculation for the most part is movies uh second right. is tvs now the, every now and then though there are organically hot characters harley quinn x23 oh, two from Star, uh, star right most now. recently, yeah. right? Uh -huh. Star most recently, and Wave, the Filipino first Filipino superhero who is huge in the country of the Philippines. Cosmopolitan magazine ran the articles about the new Filipino superheroes. Not a geek site, but Cosmo the oh. magazine from the Philippines. Time magazine of the Philippines ran that Wave was the first Filipino superhero. So you have an entire country behind this character uh, that they're pushing now with Agents of Atlas in there. So those are kind of, and so, you know, when I see YouTube channels running spec on something, then I look to see what their proof is, right? I mean, I'm, you know, I, I guess I'm hypocritical because, well, I we have our inside sources, so if I see something based on that, then I'll believe. But, you know, there's websites out there. Right, you can't change. Like, just because you say something is something. So we always get into the first appearance of uh, Hulk 181 and Hulk 180. Hulk 181 has always been the hot book, right? Yeah. Hulk 180... Because Hulk 181 is because unobtainable, Hulk 180 is going up in price. Now that is not the first well, that's full not, appearance. Uh, there is some spec to that, though. The reason Correct. why one Hulk 180 is because a blurb in Hickman's run says uh, Hulk 180 is the first appearance of Hulk, <laughs> or uh, first appearance of Wolverine. Right, which is true. He does appear in that. Yes, on the last, in one full on the, panel, right? On one full panel on the page. But what we'd like to say here, and maybe we'll coin this phrase now: the collector's uh, preference or collector's choice is what the market dictates is the first appearance. Correct. Hulk one eighty will forever be one Hulk. Will, will ever be the cameo of the Hulk, regardless of what Hickman says. That he can't change the market. Hulk 181 is always going to be at a higher value because the character's on the cover. It's an iconic cover. The 
cover a Hulk 180, I can barely tell you what it is. There's a big white Yeti, I think, on there, and Wendigo. I think the Hulk is fighting Wendigo. <laughs> I'm not yeah. sure, but yeah. there's no Hulk. And there's plenty of comics out there where the first appearance, the character doesn't appear on it, FF48. Right. There's no Silver first, Surfer on there, yeah. right? right? But book's first. boomy because you know what it's still an iconic cover Galactus right but that book too though part. ff uh 48 is that's another that's what we're going to talk about later that's a double first appearance book so yeah you know that's for another time so the market however you like it or not has been dictated long ago and you can try to fight it and do whatever and you know the same thing about amazing spider-man 2009 some clown on youtube was claiming it was the first appearances in that uh holographic one <laughs> but it's like no it's the the, the the market is already dictated you can say hey this is a cool book you guys should go out and get because it's cool because you should get one hook 180 181 and 182 that's the linear collecting right you should get all three that's to the trilogy that's like ff 48 49 and 50. correct if you can get all three but the market has dictated what the collector's choice is we like that we like that the collector and what's choice. what's interesting oh. too uh justin from the dc side of it uh, Jimmy Olsen 135 yeah, that's is a, perfect example. a cameo it's not the first it is the first appearance but it's in the last panel he's in a he's on a TV screen yep dark side yet uh, forever people number one is the first full appearance but that's not the money book the money book no, is yeah. the Jimmy Olsen, which is very but, interesting. It just means that DC collectors are smarter than you Marvel collectors. Oh, there we go. Shots fired. It just boom, means boom. you guys have fewer things to I'll pick even from. Say this. It goes back to, I mean, our, you know, we were talking star, but we don't really, she's a modern character, but, but Captain Marvel, you know, first appearance of Carol Danvers is Marvel superheroes 13. She gets her powers in Captain Marvel, like 18 first appearance, Miss Marvel, Miss Marvel. Number one, Avenging Spider-Man is the first time she's called Captain Marvel, right. but the money book for whatever reason is the Marvel Superheroes 13, which is her first appearance as a person. Right. But you would really think that Cap the, the Avenging Spider-Man 9, which is the first appearance of her calling herself Captain Marvel, is the book. So it's really a toss up. And Here we go. Now, I, I thought you were talking about like uh, the original. I thought we were talking about like, you know, Miss Marvel number one, like the Bronze Age one. I was like, what are you talking about? Well, that's like, what you're it, talking no, but that's what it is. Like, what's out of yeah. all those books, the money book is, for whatever yeah. reason, the her first first appearance when she's still just a normal human. Right. right. So the here I'll give, you a, yeah. I'll give you a better example. Once Warlock gets announced in the yes, MCU, that's exactly what I was, man, yep. good luck with that. So what I say, if you don't, if you if you ever get FOMO, fear of missing out, just get them all. <laughs> then you don't have to yeah. worry about it. Because I, I, I don't want to even talk about, you know, Warlock, him, and all the different, there's like four or five issues. Just get well, them all. You bring, up a good number point. One. you bring up a good point. Um, we've been talking first appearances, but eventually first appearance books are going to be out of price range for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. I think specking on some second appearances is good too. I agree. Because once the first appearance gets out of reach, people are going to want to buy those second appearances. Sure. That's, great. That's uh -huh. a great point. So here's the next thing since we talked about, you know, I think we covered it enough. Sell, you know, buy low, sell high, when to buy, when to sell on the news, when dead times, like, you know, there's going to be a sequel, buy the book in between the sequels. I mean, look at Deadpool, right? Uh, Nubians 98 blew up. Right. In between the movies, though, it kind of came back down, uh, you yeah. know, so mm -hmm. um, another. So another thing is can we got a question in the comments. Uh, Comms uh, Collector, he's got any thought on where, if and when we will see man thing. I yes, I can show it's you right gonna, now. <laughs> we don't want to see your hairy man. thing. No? OK. All right. Uh, so as I talked about on uh, Mikey's story and uh, we're, before the show is over, I'm going to recap the big stories leading into three buck theater. So hang in there, everybody. But we like talking about this comic book stuff. So, hey, that's how we started. So uh, 
a scooper reached out to me on Twitter and he gave me three things that are still in development. Uh, Spirits of Vengeance, Man Thing, and one other, which I probably should have got, but it was basically all Hulu supernatural stuff. Mm-hmm. Though, and those three pop- properties specifically. And I think it was um, Elsa Bloodstone, perhaps. I have a whole list of them that we're going to drop again because I got corroboration on this long-term spec list we've been working on for Hulu. And I have a new list that we're going to probably drop uh, next week. Um, but they are, that's another thing we've been talking about on this channel is once you see a certain genre being done in the MCU, or DC, and in the MCU, we've been telling you spec cosmic characters because they're going cosmic, right? That means Nova, that means yes. Quasar, that means uh, Moon Dragon, all these cosmic characters. Marvel has a rich history, and you can pluck a lot of these Bronze Age beauties for cheap. Oh, shout out to Christopher Donaldson. Thank you for the $20 Canadian Super Chat. Any thoughts on our main robot machine landing in the MCU? We spec yes. him a while ago, yes, I would That's say Machine, Machine Man, Man is yeah. a great spec book to get because it's cheap. And if I'm remembering, one of them is a collector's item because it also features like, um, I want to say Thanos. Which one yeah, is 2000, it? Two uh, thousand. I don't know, but the 2001 yeah, two thousand one Space Odyssey. Yeah, that yeah. features Machine Man, right? That's the first yes, appearance absolutely. of Machine That's Man. Absolutely, that's yeah. the first and appearance of Machine Man. That's, that's a double spec book because it has yep. Machine what, Man what, and what it's a Thanos number. Book. That's number eight. I believe yes. so. He's on yep. the cover. Yeah. Um, so what we're talking about, and thank you, Christopher Donaldson, once again, for the $20 super chat. Yes, there's a good chance we machine man was on one of our long-term spec lists on our previous channel. You know what? I still have, I've, as Ryan once said, I keep copious announce some notes for the shows that we do. We may redo all these long-term spec lists that were on the old channel before we got terminated by the haters that be or copyright uh, Nazis or whomever out there. Um, there's a special place in hell for all of you. Yeah, so like we were saying, spec on genres that they're doing. MCU is doing cosmic. Get all those cosmic characters. There is a whole list of Marvel elders that haven't been tapped into yet, but just a right. few of them have come on the screen. There were Ego and uh, Strange. We haven't, you know, there's an in-betweener, Stranger. I think Strangers right. come. No, we have the two guys, but there's still a whole bunch of them. Now, mm-hmm. What we were telling you about next is we know Hulu is coming out with the Supernaturals series of characters and we just got word over the week that hellstrom finally got cast and guess what mm-hmm. one of our one of the books that i posted on multiple comic monday is a first appearance of a character that was just cast so go look at my instagram ghost rider volume three number 28 is the first appearance of caretaker it's a polybag and i have like three copies my man swolverine's got like 15 of them because we're all <laughs> specking on this because we love polybag books and now it's finally popped now i'm gonna sell it because the news just popped. The guy, mm-hmm. he's been cast. His name is Caretaker. He's kind of like a uh, guy that does, he's like the, uh, what was the, the crazy uh, Haitian dude that was in Constantine, where he's like the, oh, yeah, Papa the police. Midnight. Of, mm-hmm. Yeah, he's kind of like a Papa Midnight in that whole uh, Hellstrom uh, universe. I, I love all that supernatural I, shit. I love it. Yeah, and there's yeah. a place for it, absolutely. There's a good so market what I'm for it. People is, are enjoy it. Now is the time to spec on all the supernatural horror villains, Dracula. Werewolf by Night. We already saw Moon Knight coming. Uh, Man Thing. All those supernatural characters. And as soon as I open this up, I'm going to do a live unboxing of which I think is a great little spec book. Um, But we're running out of time. I need to finish this. But uh, basically, if you haven't noticed, uh, they did a trailer at New York City Con. And unfortunately, we can't do uh, Justin's New York Comic Con uh, recap. So maybe uh, you tune in to Three Men in the Basement. When when are you guys going to do that? Uh, I'll probably drop a video next week. He'll drop a video. Week. We are going to go live Friday night with uh, mm-hmm. one of the vendors from Terrific uh, from New York City. We'll talk about that when we wrap up, though. So yeah, yeah. 
Uh, so. so make sure you guys stick around also for the 2000 subs giveaway contest. And I'm going to drop the Mikey Sutton news again as I do this live unboxing that I'm butchering. Um, right. there, was, there was a trailer that dropped for The Runaways, which featured the, the also Cloak and Dagger, right. which also featured a new villain that they're going to be doing. called Her name is Morgan Le Fay. And her first appearance is in Atlas Comics number one. Uh, Black Knight number one from Atlas Comics, which is a golden age book before Marvel bought Atlas, obviously. So this is not in Marvel continuity, but that book is super expensive right now because it's also first yeah. appearance of Dane Whitman. And that. But what's interesting is as soon as I heard that, I went out and got this book. This is one of those books where you have to research what the true first appearance is because it doesn't say it on the CDC label. This book is, if I can see it there, there you go. Uh, yeah. There you go. Sorry, Ryan. This book is Spider Woman number two, signed by Marv Wolfman and Beautiful Nine Six. This is the first appearance of Morgan Le Fay in a Marvel comic book, not an Atlas comic, but her first appearance in the. So you can say yeah, her first. Low had got that. That's nice. So, <laughs> so this is Spider Woman number two. I researched it and I was like, I think I finally found the first true appearance of her in a Marvel comic. So Morgan Le Fay comes out in Spider Woman number two. No, that's not, not mentioned a, in the uh, label, Tim. Not mentioned on the label no. because they don't configure it a, a true a first appearance. But I yeah. found multiple sources online like uh, Comic Vine and Wikis, and they're saying this is the first time she appeared after appearing in the Atlas comics of Black Knight number two. So there you go. Uh, the hey, other Tim, was that an old label? Is that an old label book? Yes, it is. Old so label signed if... by Marv Wolfman in 2013. Nice. Yeah, so maybe a new label. They may have updated the notes. Yeah, because they, who's you know... fucking who's slabbing goddamn Spider Woman number two? <laughs> Which is weird to me because it's, si it's signed by Marv Wolfman too. Uh, in November 2013. I'm like, huh. November 2000. Where the hell did I get that signed at? What what Comic Con is in November? I'm trying to think. I was like, shit. Huh. Uh, but anyway, um, I hope we. Uh, if you guys have any more questions about speculating, we can do another episode. But please leave a comment after the video posts in the comment section below. Ryan, please get the... Uh, I'll get it ready right now. And what we're going to do, guys, we're gonna, I'm going to do a recap. Ryan, throw me up the graphic of uh, Star Wars first. And so I'm going to run through the uh, scoops that we have uh, for all of those who have been uh, very uh, patiently waiting. Okay, one of the big stories we ran today was um, and I'll read this verbatim. I'm not going to read the first part, but uh, the course of rumors is becoming louder with Kevin Feige taking over the reins of Lucasfilm. Star Wars is Feige's first love and the beloved franchise needs his Midas touch. How would this work? I'm hearing when he's saying I'm hearing this is from Mikey Sutton. This is a Mikey Sutton exclusive. I'm hearing that Feige could head the creative direction of Star Wars while placing heavy hitters below him that would manage Lucasfilm's day-to-day -day operations, so he'd still be free from Marvel Studios. It will be a delicate balancing act. Feige feels that the expanded universe should not be ignored, but mixed and mashed with Star Wars continuity, much of the same way the MCU does with silver, bronze, and modern-age versions of the Marvel characters. The reshuffling of Lucasfilm will begin to take shape in 2020. So that's the big scoop. And the second one, throw the graphic up whenever you're ready, Ryan, is Sony wants to buy Spider-Man. And this was dropped on Mikey Sutton's Facebook earlier. Um, the story reads is, and I'm going to get to the juicy bits here. Uh, well, for those who, do, who haven't read the Mikey Sutton stuff, I'm going to go with it. Okay. Disney wants to buy Spider-Man where movements have circulated before about the Sony Disney dispute over such a purchase. It was mere speculation, especially the erroneous high number that was quoted. What I'm hearing is Disney looking to offer in the range of four to $5 billion for the Spider-Man 
theatrical rights. But now that question, but now the questions will be asked. One, what about Apple and Amazon purchasing Sony Pictures and the Spider-Man rights transferring back to Disney? Companies cannot be run on the assumption of the future or pending deals. That's why Fox proceeded with the horrible Dark Phoenix movie in the midst of the merger with Disney and Fox, if you guys remember that. Until all contracts are signed and approved, nothing is official. Disney has huge plans for Spider-Man, and they can't gamble those on the assumption that Sony Pictures will be sold to anyone. And if they are, will it pass legislative hurdles like the FCC and so on and so forth, monopolies and whatnot? And how long will it take? Years? The clock is ticking. Spider-Man is Marvel's most, most well-known hero, and with Iron Man and Captain America gone, they need an anchor in the MCU. Three, what about the deal they just made with Sony? It's perfectly fine, but that's not enough. Both Disney and Sony were under deadline pressures. They had to get something done now so John Watts could be signed, and the screenplay and subsequent pre-production can begin for the movie that we now know is coming out in July of 2020, Spider-Man 3. Negotiations for the purchase of Spider-Man's rights will not happen overnight. In fact, I'm only getting one side of the story here, Disney's. I don't know how Sony feels about them, but my spider sense is tingling as Sony is willing to sell the Masters of the Universe rights to, to Netflix, and they also sold the Harbinger rights for the Valiant. Uh, so, so now they only have Bloodshot. It's all about finding the magic number, and as they say, everyone has a price. Three, what is the 25% equity stake in the Spider-Man IP that Forbes reported, claiming that Disney now has from the New Deal? If accurate, it's still not enough. Yes, Disney will accept this and continue to renegotiate with Sony for future Spider-Man projects if that's all they can get. But their preference is for them to own him completely with total creative control and they will go for it. Most likely, if confronted, both companies will deny this is because that's what they do. And if it's very, if you didn't see that with Feige's comments and Iger's comments, Tom Holland's con comments, Tony Vincent Guerra's comments, then, you know, it was all there right in front of us. They're putting on a show right before our eyes. Should this happen, perhaps the title for part three should be called Home from Good. If so, if Mar if Disney owns Spider-Man outright, it would be Spider-Man Home from Good. That would be a big poke in the eye of Sony. That was part one of Mikey Sutton's report on the Geekosity Facebook page. Sutton has given me an exclusive for part two. Here's the big one, boys and girls. Disney wants to, to shelve the Sinister Six film. Wait, Disney wants Sony to shelve the Sinister Six film and have the villains unite for Spider-Man 4. Considering many of these deadly foes debuted in MCU Spidey films, it would be in Sony's best interest. This will most likely happen regardless if Disney is able to buy the Spider-Man rights or not. So it looks like six Sinister Six are coming regardless of who owns the intellectual property or the movie rights for Spider-Man. For the next part of this story, please head over to Three Buck Theater. Um, he's going to have part three of this story. I am going to leave a link to his uh, video. This is called um, basically synergy, man. We're uh, helping channels, helping each other out without asking for anything in return. That's just where we're doing it, man. Me, Mikey, Sun, Three Buck Theater. So hit up Three Buck Theater right around 7 p.m. in about five, six minutes from now. He's going to have the third part of the story. And right now we are going to do our 2,000 subs giveaway. So Ryan, take it away. All right. You guys ready? Yes, yeah, so we have 41 entries winner. for the 2,000 subs giveaway. Let's do this. All oh, right. by the way, shout out to my man, Manimal, who has sweetened up the pot for the giveaway. The winner of this drawing also receives first appearance of Stain Scarlet's 
stained glass scarlet. That's awesome, man. So the winner yeah, of this get is getting, they're going to get the Kairos Comics variants. They're going to get a something from the Geeky Swag Shop. You get to pick whatever shirt. Uh, and you're also going to get a, a Moon Knight number 14, the first appearance of stained, stained glass scarlet. God, I can never say, say that, that five man. times fast. Yeah. yeah. So make sure you're subbed up to the Lord's channel. Like this. Leave a comment after the video post if you have any questions about you know future episodes, the collector series, about speculating or anything about collecting, really. So let's run this raffle winner and, and let's go see what we got. All here, right, man. Let's so, do it. Drum roll, please. Let's see who the big winner is. So this is a a comment. Concetto de mi da. D'Amico. Concetto di Amico. Yeah, it's just his cousin. All right, congratulations. <laughs> so how do they get a Congrats. hold of you? Well, I don't know. I'm going to have to leave a... Um, we're going to see if we can send this internationally. If not, uh, if we can't, Ryan, click on pick another winner. And, um, Concetto and we'll di Amico. Yeah, so basically I contact him through the original video. I just leave a comment with him. Oh, there you go. He's in the live chat. Congratulations. Concetto, Diamico, are, right. are, so you, in the US? Wow, it's are you in Italians. the U.S.? Are you in the U.S.? Congratulations, Concetto, Diamico. You know what? I will, you know what, since you're on and, and can, you know, uh, I will pay for the difference uh, for shipping, man. So uh, don't worry about it. So let's see, second winner is uh, another Italian. <laughs> <laughs> well, the second so, winner I, doesn't matter. Oh, he's so. in Australia. Um, yeah, we'll figure out something. We'll man. figure it out. Will, we'll get yeah, you. We'll yeah. oh, it's closer for you, Tim. I mean, you're in Cali. <laughs> <laughs> Better than like going from uh, Otto in Connecticut to go. Yeah, there. really. I don't know. That's still pretty far, man. Uh, we'll see what we can do, man. Um, so I'm gonna. Um, you know what? I'll pay on. for shipping. I'll get it yeah, done. We'll all, all right, some, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Let's not yeah, hem and haw. The guy won. So, yeah. So I will. Uh, hey, uh, email me. Is it Australia? Yeah. All right, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to sweeten this up, too. Tim, I'm going to send you a three-bed-in-a-basement T-shirt. So oh, there you go. Tell him to put what size in. Tell him a comment in what size he is, and I'll get that shirt to you, and then you can mail that out. And yeah, then we'll so split the shipping. Hit me up at this email address, Conchetto, uh, L-O-T-L-B-T-V-O at gmail.com, and I'm going to get your information out to uh, Kairos Comics. And I believe if you send me your email, um, what uh, geeky swag shop will reach out to you and you'll get to pick any, uh, any shirt in the geeky swag shop.com and uh, you'll get an entry into the Funko pop. So shout out to pops foster. He's been collecting for over 60 years. Thank you for joining wow. us. Pops foster. One of the, he's uh, one of the, in, he's one of the people that's in the know. I'll just put it that way. So shout out to the cabal. Uh, thank you all for joining us. Make sure you check out three buck. Look at that right at seven o'clock, man. Look at that synergy, baby synergy. All right. Uh, last words, make, make them quick auto. Yep, three men in the basement. Check us out this Friday night, anytime between nine and ten o'clock Eastern time. I'll put the link up, or I'll do the uh, thumbnail so you guys can see it. We're going to talk about uh, New York City. I got a live unboxing. It's going to be a good show. So find out, sub up. All right, Otto or Justin. Nothing. Great show. Thanks, guys. All right, Ryan. Go to Lord, go to the IG channel. Sales from the dark side. I'm going to put up some books this weekend. Also, I'm going to do a unboxing of a bunch of books that I have been sitting on for the last month. So join us all right so concetto congratulations on the 2000 subs giveaway uh hit me up on that email address i sent you and i'll send you a message on the original video as well uh thank you everybody hey put something in the live uh the comments after the video post about uh, the collector series and what you'd like to find us to talk about any for future episodes 
And Cabal, give us some tips on what to buy. Peter Porker, we will have a long-term spec list. Go off the long-term spec list. I'm telling you, it's worth it because they're cheap books and a lot of times they pop. So next time, boys and girls, keep digging in them long boxes. Peace out.